Hey there, firm owners. I'm Ryan Lozanis, and you're listening to the Future Firm Accounting Podcast, the place where you get one actionable lesson each episode to help you fast track the growth of a modern, scalable firm without having to work a million hours a week. Right off the bat, I'd like to say that the mood here in Montreal is at the highest I've seen it in a long time. We've come out of a long, dark winter and almost overnight our days are longer, brighter and far warmer. While we're still under heavy COVID restrictions here, it really feels like life is taking a turn for the better and I hope that things are heading in the same direction for you. With that said, let's move on to today's show where I want to go through a few pricing strategies that I like to use to help increase my price and to help secure a deal. Over the years, I've taken a big interest in pricing. I think one of the reasons why I'm interested in this field is because it has a lot to do with psychology and how the brain works. If you don't understand the psychology of pricing, it's very hard to maximize your own pricing. In fact, there's a ton of interesting articles out there that talk specifically about studies and strategies of pricing psychology. After this episode, if you want to dig a bit deeper into pricing psychology strategies, I would recommend Googling an excellent article by Nick Kalenda called Pricing Psychology, A List of Tactics, which provides 42 tactics all backed up by studies. It's very interesting stuff. That being said, I'd like to briefly list off a few strategies that I regularly use myself whenever I engage in pricing to help move the sale forward and to get my pricing up. The first strategy that I regularly employ, whether it's for recurring services or once-off work, is three-tiered pricing. I'm not going to go into incredible depths on this strategy here, and if you want to read something about this in depth, I'd ask that you check out my blog post on three-tiered pricing, but basically studies show that the brain typically likes to pick the middle option if you've laid things out properly. What that means is that you can engage in strategies that help push the client towards the middle plan, which should be at a higher margin than your base plan. The second pricing strategy I like to employ is price anchoring, which works very well in a three-tiered offer. Typically, when you engage in three-tiered pricing, you would present your options horizontally next to each other. So instead of presenting the bronze option first, here, instead, you would present the gold option first. And in that gold option, we would present an aim for the star's price, which is essentially a very high price. The prospect will initially see this very high price and get a bit of sticker shock, which is the intended effect. From there, by comparison, your silver and bronze plans look far cheaper as the prospect has been desensitized to those prices. Which brings me to my third pricing strategy, which is to employ a wide gap in your pricing between your gold and silver plans, and then a narrower gap between your silver and bronze plans. The price anchoring technique only works when you have a large gap in price, which then pushes the prospect to the silver plan. I also like to sometimes hold back key features from the bronze plan and only include them in the silver plan, thus helping me increase the chance of my client getting into the silver plan over the bronze. The fourth strategy I like to use is to assign one price to an entire bundle of services and features. I see some pricing proponents out there that advise to place a separate price for each individual service that you're providing. So you would have one price for bookkeeping, one price for taxes, one price for financial statements, etc. 
I don't subscribe to this approach whatsoever, and instead I advocate to attach one price to an entire solution. Why? Because the whole point in sales is to make it as easy as possible for the prospect to accept your proposal. The more friction you add to the process, the tougher it is for your prospect to accept. If you provide a separate price for every little thing you do, the prospect then has to make a separate decision on each of those prices. Perhaps it's not a very big decision, but each small decision adds a small amount of friction to the process. So I wanna make it very easy for the prospect. And one of the ways I make it easy is to say, hey, you have all these needs, here's all of them in a proposal, and this is the one price for us to handle it all. My fifth pricing strategy is to remove the dollar sign and all characters from my price unless you're dealing with a few large price tags, which in that case I might suggest to include one character. What I'm saying is this, let's say you're presenting a price of $7,000 a month. In the number that you show, I would remove the dollar sign and the comma between the seven and the first zero. The reason for that is because studies show that the more characters you include in your price, the larger the number looks, and a larger number looks more expensive. So whenever I send out a proposal, I make sure the dollar sign and the commas are removed. If we're talking a six-figure price, then I would include one comma and that's it. My sixth pricing strategy when it comes to custom value pricing is to include non-rounded numbers as prices. People tend to question round numbers as they sometimes feel like they're shot off from the hip. So instead of a $3,000 price as an example, I might include a non-round number like 2740, or essentially something close to $3,000. With a number like that, it looks like a calculation might have gone into it, and I find that people question how you came to that price less than with nice round numbers. When it comes to fixed pricing, like I do at Future Firm Accelerate, where everyone pays the exact same price and the prices are advertised online, round numbers are fine. But with custom value pricing, I tend to stay away from round numbers. The seventh pricing strategy I use is to never ever refer to my price as a cost or fee. Those words have a negative connotation, whereas the word price is much more neutral sounding. I forgot exactly where I read about this. It might've been through Ron Baker or another price theory book that I've read, but the idea is to stay away from words like costs or fees. Instead, always refer to what you're charging as your price. Otherwise, I see some referring to what they're charging as an investment, which is also fine. And the eighth and final pricing strategy I'd like to discuss is to use three-tiered pricing to help push the prospect into the plan that makes the most sense given the current capacity at the firm. If a high quality prospect has a few unreasonable demands that might sap your capacity, then what you can do is include those unreasonable demands in the goal plan and price it extremely high. What this does is show that you've understood their wants and their needs. You're not saying no, but you're essentially pushing them into the middle or bottom plan to protect your firm's capacity. Over and above these nine pricing strategies, there are so, so many other tricks. Some are big, some are small, but they all really boil down to understanding how people think and understanding the psychology behind making purchasing decisions. Hopefully you found some of the strategies I've listed today helpful. And that's all for today. And remember, if you're looking for more free tips like this, 
be sure to join my weekly newsletter sent to over 4,000 firm leaders who want to design and implement an online scalable firm that supports their ideal lifestyle. You can sign up at www.futurefirm.co slash newsletter. Also, make sure to check out my new online coaching program, Future Firm Accelerate at www.futurefirmaccelerate.com which is now over 175 modern firm owners as members who get coaching from myself along with online learning and an awesome collaborative community that helps them fast track the growth of a modern scalable accounting firm without having to work a million hours a week. Thanks a lot for tuning in and see you next time.